Welcome back to GGMUK's podcast, placing women and ethnic minorities at the heart of all of our projects. You are locked in with GGMUK reporter Danielle. Today on the show, I'm joined with two of my lovely friends. I have Bree and Martha. So say hi, guys. Hi. Hi, thank you for having us. Thank you for joining me. So we're going to be talking about female friendships and why they're needed in society a lot more, why they need to be talked about a lot more, and just female empowerment in general. So I think for the viewers, it'd be nice to talk about how we all met and maybe like the first impressions we had of each other. We all met in graduate school and the first day of our orientation, I remember we had a huge event in a classroom and I could not figure out how to get out of the building afterward, but I wanted to look cool, calm and collected. I have this together. I know where I'm going, but I didn't. So I just followed Danielle probably like really creepily closely. And I was like, oh, are you going to the reception tonight? And she was like, no, I have a workout class. And I was like, wow, she has her life figured out. She's a scheduler. She's a planner. She knows what's up. And then we kind of just reconnected through mutual friends in other classes later on in the term. And Brie, I met pretty early on too. I remember I just kind of sat next to you in the lecture hall and we realized we were in the same program. And then I just kind of kept sitting near you. Um, inviting myself to sit next to you and stats and asking you all kinds of questions because I never knew what was going on. That is, <laughs> I love that you introduced yourself to me first. I feel like sometimes I can look unapproachable, but I'm mostly just awkward. Um, but I'm so glad we met that first day, that first week, I believe, in class. Um, me and Danielle met definitely in journalism, like Charlie Becker's journalism class. Um, we bonded because she's hilarious and blunt, um, and that's like what you need to friend. So that works out. <laughs> I remember because um, Bree's been in a lot of my classes, and at first I was really nervous to talk to her because I'm quite a shy person. So I remember we came to class early one day, and I was like, oh, I might as well say hi because it's awkward if we just stand here at the door. And then afterwards, we ended up being in a lot of classes together. And then we used to joke around a lot in class. And she was like one of the things that got me through that class because honestly, it was so awkward. But I think like my first impressions of you two were that you both seem really nice um, and seem like people that would be really easygoing and that you can talk to. And then like Martha seemed like the sweetest person possible like that you could ever meet. And um, I feel like with Brie, as I got to know her more, I realized how sassy she was, and I was like, oh, I really love that quality about her. So it was like, it was really nice getting to know them more. But I think that the first impressions were kind of the things that stayed with both of you as I got to know you even more. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. And I, I think one of the best memories I had is when we had Valentine's Day together, and then we went to Genesis, and then we had vegan food and we're taking our Instagram worthy pictures of the food and at the bottom it was so nice and um, I think it's like Valentine's Day is gaining more popularity over the years and I think it's so important that friendships are celebrated as equally as romantic relationships are celebrated because I think sometimes you don't stop and appreciate the friends that we have in our lives and I think it's so important that we do pay attention to them. Definitely. I think Valentine's Day was like a really nice time for us to like just cherish our friendships and just hang out together, which is very important. I know Valentine's Day is just seems like it's all about like romantic love, which is like that's fair, but I think it's something to be said to celebrate 
like the love of like friends um, and family. So I think Valentine's Day was a very nice day for us. I don't regret making us take all those photos. I live for those memories. So I'm glad we did it. I also think it was a nice time for us to reflect on how our friendships have been going or what we could be doing better because I feel like, yeah, that is kind of a common practice in romantic relationships and often with friendships it might be swept under the rug, but there are always opportunities to continue developing your friendships as well. They feel that movies on female friendships betray female friendships correctly because I have a list of the top 50 best films about female friendships from stylists and looking through the list it's apparent that a lot of the movies have a love story in them so you have book smart bridesmaids clueless sisterhood the traveling pants are there any films that you know of or any tv series where it's just solely about female friendships there's not a love story linked to any of the characters in the series or the film um so when i like originally thought about this i did see the list of like and it was like, of course, like all these like rom-coms because like they have like every aspect of like a movie. Um, I personally don't mind like love stories in friendship movies. I think it's one thing to be said, like when the friendships are emphasized and there's like a side like love story, like Miss Congeniality 2 is definitely all about like, you know, Sandra Bullock coming to rescue her friend and just making friends with these women who are in the pageant and then like small, a small like love thing on the side. It's like really relevant. But I think like, also, like, Dairy Girls is one of my favorite shows. I think that's all about, like, coming-of-age friendship, which is really nice. I think, like, that's a really nice show that shows, like, friends depending on one another um, and just getting into, like, trouble together. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't mind a romantic aspect per se. I just, like, don't want that always when it comes to friendship movies. Yeah, I agree, especially about Dairy Girls. It's almost like I derive inspiration from the way they treat each other and sass each other back, and they're just so honest and upfront with each other. And there are romantic elements to the show, but they definitely don't overwhelm the friendships, which I think stays the primary focus. I have to check out Dairy Girls. I haven't seen it, but I think one of the films that does have female friendships at the heart of it is Sister Acts, and there's no romantic storyline because it's about nuns. So, I mean, they kind of wouldn't be a romantic storyline but I don't know if you've both seen the female version of Ghostbusters no but I've heard of it yeah because I was going to ask what is actually the purpose of Chris Hemsworth because he just acts like an idiot in the film but I don't really see his purpose he's just kind of eye candy for people but he's not necessary and I feel like sometimes in films they have a love story because they feel like focusing on the friendships is not enough that there has to be a love story to get people's attention so I know I feel like there needs to be more on just female friendship solely but I mean hopefully there's more like that in the future. There's an article from The Guardian which is fairly late so it was in 2018 and it mentioned that the Italian word for love and um, I'm probably going to butcher it but it's amicizia comes from the verb to love and the author of the article Elena Ferrante argued that a female friendship is as rare as true love. Do you agree or do you disagree with the statement? I absolutely agree. I mean, to be fair, like I've never been like in like romantic love, but like there's a quote I came across a while back that I think perfectly sums it up. Um, friendship has been so instrumental in who I am today, how I love, how I learn, and how I lie. Um, and when I think about the greatest loves of my lives, a lot of them have been my friends. Um, and Amina Tao Sal said that, and I. 100% agree with that. Like, some of my my really close friends, like, I've had friendships from, like, I turned 25 this year, and I've been friends with 
a good friends with someone since I was two years old. So it's like we're going on 20 years of friendship. Um, and I think it's like so important. It is one of the greatest like loves of your life, like to be able to like enjoy a friendship for that long. That's great. I, mean, I really love that quote. And I think that everyone has like a quote or they have a specific book or like a memory that really stays with them throughout their life. And I think it's really important. But I definitely agree that female friendships are as rare as true love because there's definitely a few people in my life that I can pinpoint and say that I'll be friends with them for life and I trust them so much with every single aspect of my life and I think that it's so important when you have powerful women and also like women uplifting other women because it kind of reflects on you and it helps you to treat other people with respect and I think that everyone really deserves to have a really good strong female in their life. What about you, Martha? Do you agree or disagree with the statement? I disagree a little with the rarity aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's definitely possible that female friendships can enlighten us and teach us the way that true love does or whatever it says in the quote. But yeah, as far as them being few and far between, I'm not so sure I agree with that just because I've been so lucky, I think, to experience learning from so many different women, hearing about their lived experiences and reacting, changing my thoughts, opinions, behavior in certain ways as a, as a result and recognizing how important it is to listen to other women, befriend other women, empower other women. I don't think it has to be rare. And it's unfortunate that it is rare because imagine if it becomes more natural to begin empowering other women, how many structures could ultimately change? I agree. I mean, I've definitely been lucky that I've had lots of really good female friends and Obviously here at like the charity, we do aim to promote women empowerment and help other women to feel like they have a support network here. And I always try and help anyone I can at the organization when they do need, aren't really fortunate enough to have good solid friendships. And sometimes friendships break down. Like have any of you ever experienced a really bad relationship with a friend or had a toxic friendship? And what have you done? What advice would you give to people that perhaps own a toxic friendship but they don't know what to do I think my first piece of advice is to assert your boundaries and if someone does not want to understand or respect what you say you need from the friendship and are willing to contribute then perhaps it might not be fruitful to support or rely on each other in that particular kind of way but I think as long as people are communicating and honest from the get-go it could be a very productive friendship um, and people should be comfortable telling one another if for instance I definitely am someone who needs alone time to recharge so if I'm unable to hang out for instance just understanding that my friends are not going to fault me for that and that they know me well enough to appreciate that that's part of me and forgive me for that no I totally agree like Martha like friends knowing your boundaries is such an important thing and like you being able to set those boundaries with friends and being comfortable in setting them because I think that is also can be awkward for some people to say hey like I'm not in the mood to just be around you today I need to you know take this day for myself you know I think it's really hard but I think good friends do understand that um for me like I think like I think friendships I think it's really important that friendships aren't an added stressor to life and I think when I've had toxic friendship it's been that aspect where they've added like a layer of stress that was so I did not nef did definitely did not want or need um and I think it's important that like 
friendships are always about like give and take and there's a balance to that when your friend when the friendship starts to become more take than give and I think you need to reassess how much you're going to give of yourself in that friendship and how much you're willing to like lose yourself honestly that's when you have to decide like is this a friendship that that's worth being in and sometimes it's not sometimes it is sometimes it's like a small amount of time where that happens but most of the time it just sucks a lot out of you that you shouldn't go through and that's how you kind of see yourself like this is not the friendship for me exactly there's that quote givers have to set limits because takers rarely do and i think it's so true and it's a parallel with romantic relationships too knowing yourself well enough to know what you're comfortable with and what you're going to accept in your life before you commit to a friendship or a partner. I mean, I agree. I think that a relationship, like any relationship should be kind of everyone giving and taking the same amount. And I mean, I've definitely experienced a toxic friendship before. So, and one girl who was my best friend for seven years, she started to treat me really badly in the, like last few years that we were friends um, because we moved to a sixth form together and she started to change like not only her appearance but her attitude and suddenly I wasn't really cool enough where I wasn't really good enough for her and she started to spread rumors about me that I wasn't well and that I was really violent towards her even though I've never ever fought with her at all and she'd only be nice to me when she wanted something so I remember it was the day of our prom at sixth form and I didn't really want to go in the first place, but because all my friends were going and she said, it'll be fun, we'll just talk the whole evening. I said, I might as well go. And my mom was supposed to help me get ready, but because her parents were working on the day of prom, my parents went to go pick her up and they spent two hours waiting for her to do her makeup. And because of that, I had to get ready myself and I didn't mind because she's my best friend. So I obviously want her to feel the happiest and especially because it was a day that meant a lot to her. I didn't really mind. And the whole night, she was not even talking to me. She was doing stuff with other people. And I remember one instant when I was being really nice to her and she was saying all these nasty things about me behind my back to two of my really good friends. And I'm really glad that they told me what she was saying because I was just willing to forgive her like I always do. And I think it's really hard when there's someone you've had in your life for so long and someone that is your closest friend, someone that you used to have two other conversations with every weekend, the person that you tell everything to first, the person that knew everything about you. It's so hard when they suddenly stop talking to you. And I feel like afterwards, it made me wary about who I should trust. And with like my two closest friends, I used to think, do I, can I even trust them? Like, are they telling me the truth? Because I kept thinking they're going to leave me too. But luckily, I think our friendship got stronger because of that. And I also learned that just because someone in your life has been toxic to you and it's someone that you trust, you can't just think that everyone's going to do that to you because everyone is different. So you just have to go through life not really being scared that people are going to hurt you and you have to be yourself and you will attract people that will be nice to you and that you'll get along with. And sometimes you will just attract people that are going to treat you really badly, but don't let them do that to you. Just know your worth really is kind of the advice that I would give that's great advice I'm sorry for toxic friendships that have died but promise your life is all the better for leaving those behind the saddest things about COVID-19 is like not seeing people in person I remember every month we would always check out different restaurants and we'd always do different activities and I remember when we went jumping like trampolining 
and then there was that slide and I remember we were so scared to go down the slide because it just dipped really deeply and I was just like oh my god I can't do it but I was like thank god I actually did manage to do it in the end and it's kind of those small moments like that just people can do to still have fun with their friends during COVID-19 because obviously we can't all meet people and I think it's even harder because we at the moment is in America so we're not even in the same country which is just really sad. Um, can I just say I regret coming back to America. I should have stayed in London in my dorm. So at least I would have been close to you guys and just like showing up at your house or something. But it's fine. <laughs> I'm coming back in August. Um, I think we can only, you know, do what we're doing now, like connecting on Zoom. People, they, there are Zoom game nights and I've been on one. They're really fun if we ever want to do that, you know, or just like doing what we did before. It's not as fun as like being together. And I know we're on different time zones, but like, you know, it's nearing dinner time for you guys, right? I can be, we can eat together and I'll just be eating breakfast, you know, like just doing small things and just like being on Zoom or Zoom study sessions where we're literally all on silent, but like I can know your presence is there as we're both like getting through the situation together. I think there's still ways to foster our friendships just via the internet, you know? Like I know like it kind of sucks that we're all like separated, but there is... I think our friendships are strong enough or getting strong enough where we could still maintain them online and still be okay. Not talking every day, but like, you know, we still check in. I've still send me memes. And when we've been texting and just joking around, it still feels like I'm close to you guys. I think another key aspect of that is just being gentle with one another and understanding, for instance, that we are all in a pandemic in different places dealing with, some huge problems on our own and that if one of us needs time to step away and join the call the next weekend and not this weekend that we're all going to understand that and be there to support each other in whatever way that particular person needs at that point and luckily i think our foundation of friendship was already so solidified that that's possible but we're definitely all practicing that for each other right now which i think is a really beautiful thing and just being gentle with one another has there like been something that maybe coronavirus has taught you about the females in your life or it's kind of made you think about friendship? I feel like it's kind of like, you know, took a wrecking ball to all the plans we've all had in the future, you know, plans to travel, plans to do this or that. And I think um, specifically like in the States right now with like a lot of protests going on across the States, I think a lot of another layer of like friendship, like examinations of friendship have taken place. People examining who they have in their lives and who will support them through different things and have to always support them is another thing. Um, I think like, I feel safe and comfortable with the women I have in my life who have always supported me and continue to support me through COVID, through, you know, the revolution that seems to be happening outside. Um, I feel really fortunate and grateful to have those people in my life who also know when I need comfort, when I want to be left alone, when I need random fun videos that just make me laugh and take my mind off things or to bond over TV shows, it's been really nice. Um, most of all, I think COVID has taught me that like you can depend on your friends. It's okay to let your friends carry you sometimes and not to feel guilty about that. And on the other end of things too, responding to if someone needs extra support at that time and recognizing that friends should always remain open and teachable and are everyone is worthy of correction and deserving of being listened to. I agree. I think one of the 
good things about coronavirus is that most people are at home now so if you want to contact your friends most of the time it's easier because they are around and often with friends I try and have regular calls with them and like with different friends I have different things I do so with one of my friends we always have these study sessions and even though we don't really talk doing it it's just nice to know that we have this tradition going on still and then with one of my friends from my last uni we're doing a book idea where every month we read a different book and then we have calls to talk about that and I think it also kind of puts things into perspective because you look at who's actually staying in touch with you and who's checking in on you and who's not and it kind of makes you see again who actually cares about you because when things like this happen it does make you realize who your true friends are but I think it's also nice to do things with your friends obviously doing this podcast and with all of you has been really lovely and yeah I think it's obviously sad that we can't meet in person but there are always solutions and I think that if you really do want to spend time with people to try and work around everything that's happening at the moment. When you film with friends there are bound to be a few slip-ups so here are a few of the funniest moments from the podcast session. I met Martha, I remember it was the induction day of the Polycom session and I remember I was leaving the... <laughs> Don't worry, Martha. Oh, I'll edit the um, so I just think... <laughs> 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 you know, okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, so I remember I met Martha and um, it was the induction day of when it was like meeting all the Polycom people because uh, we all do the said to Martha, were you in the induction meeting? <laughs> she said, yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> you had to... <laughs> Maybe Martha should go first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so much. No, I just I'm gonna cut out a lot, especially like the laughing bit at the beginning. <laughs> oh nothing. I just laughed so much. <laughs> I guess I have it. I love your uncontrollable laughter. It's hilarious. Thank you to my lovely friends, Brie and Martha, again for joining me. Try and stay as positive as you can, check up on your friends, and if you are feeling lonely at this time, try and reach out to people if you can. Remember to always try and stay positive and keep smiling and laughing. Tune in next month for more GGM UK. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.